Hello there, and welcome. You're about to enter Rad Bandalar's Hysterocitor. Episode 2. Why do politicians gotta be like that? As long as people have sought power through democratic means, they've really always done their best to make their opponents look bad. It's better than the alternative, I suppose, which basically involved a couple of guys fighting each other. One would say, I want all the power. And the other guy would be like, mm, no, I think I want it as well. And then they would like sword fight or something like that. And then one guy would yield and then the other guy would be king. That's pretty much the norm throughout human history till our blessed founding fathers bestowed upon us our sacred republic and our inerrant constitution, which some say had some divine inspiration. And the Lord said unto James Madison, Representatives and direct taxes shall be apportioned among the several states which may be included within this union. You can just, just see the genius dripping off the page. Unfortunately, after leading the great crusade against the wicked King George and giving us our law, our founding fathers fell into worldly ways and they began slinging mud at each other. They'd think of anything to make their opponents look bad, like calling someone's sister a raging thespian, or claim their opponent had African blood, or any number of scurrilous things. But it was Zachary Taylor who cut through the chatter and yelled, We don't know if this was directed at his opponent or the general public, but whatever the case, it worked, and he won in a landslide, ensuring that mothers everywhere would be ravaged all throughout the 19th century. There was a brief pause during Andrew Jackson's candidacy, when he ran unopposed after shooting his only competition one morning. He then closed out the afternoon by killing 10,000 Indians. But the whole thing reached its apex in the 1850s during the Lincoln-Douglas debates, regarded by historians as the most epic dozens battle in history. Here's an excerpt from the sixth hour of Lincoln's diatribe against Stephen Douglas's mom. Your mother's poverty was renowned in this state, and I had occasion to visit her homely abode while riding circuit. She invited me to dinner. But seeing no steaming crockery or any evidence of a forthcoming meal, I asked her what we'd be eating that evening. She placed both her naked feet upon the table and said, Corns. Mary Chestnut called it a sick burn. Lincoln ascended to the presidency on the strength of these debates, and he inadvertently started a civil war when he repeatedly thrust his pelvis in the direction of South Carolina during an exuberant string of booyahs. When he was notified that the southern states were seceding, he simply said, I will introduce their mothers to Lincoln's log. Lincoln was eventually victorious, but he was felled by John Wilkes Booth, who shot Lincoln in the head while he was watching our American cousin too, Colonial Boogaloo. Booth then jumped down to the stage and yelled, Your mother's a whore! before fleeing the theater. But the craziness came to an abrupt end. That's right, Teddy Roosevelt, the greatest president who ever lived, ever. He started out as a bare-knuckled brawler who fought as a Wolverine. He then became Secretary of the Navy and created the Great White Fleet. He rode into battle on a moose. He created the National Park System. He killed every animal that ever lived, including a president. That's right, Teddy Roosevelt straight up shot a president. It all happened during a friendly game of bridge between President McKinley and Vice President Roosevelt. You see, Teddy was having a hard time playing the game, and McKinley said, how can you not know how to play bridge? Roosevelt answered, well, I've never played it before. McKinley shot back, impossible. Roosevelt asked, how so? McKinley said, your mom plays bridge. Roosevelt promptly shot him, ascended to the presidency, as was his right, 
and kicked America's ass into the 20th century. It's hard to underestimate Teddy Roosevelt's impact on the modern world. He did so much that no one can ever really measure up to him. Uh, you could tell Vladimir Putin read his Wikipedia page one day and then immediately felt inadequate both as a man and as a leader. That's why you see him pulling all these stupid stunts uh, to try to prove his virility and manliness. Bring me tranquilized tiger so I may subdue him. The problem is, Teddy already did it better, and for real. He led a one-man expedition up the Amazon to find its source. He emerged eight months later, half-naked, starving, with like half a dozen poison needles sticking out of his back. Roosevelt didn't care. He just invented acupuncture and cured dropsy at the same time. He brought three people out of that jungle. And they didn't even need rescuing. When he was asked if there were any savage tribes that might inhabit the deep jungle, he replied, Not anymore. But Roosevelt's greatest claim to fame happened when he decided it took too long to sail around California, so he went down to Colombia to dig a canal. Teddy Roosevelt went and created Panama, and then installed a friendly government that practically begged him to dig the canal. As with all good things, Roosevelt's presidency eventually came to an end when he gazed upon his empire and found there were no more animals left to kill. During his farewell address, he sent out a final warning declaring, I will personally shoot any man who besmirches his opponent. He then disappeared into obscurity, but his threat was so potent that for the next 50 years, no politician dared sling an insult for fear that Roosevelt would jump out of the shadows and kill him, like he was Batman or something. It wasn't until 1957 when government scientists confirmed that a nickel-plated skeleton found in Istanbul was that of Roosevelt's. After that, politicians breathed a sigh of relief, confident in the knowledge that they could go back and insult each other without Roosevelt jumping out and shooting him in the head. That's it for this episode. Please walk, don't run, as you exit. Rad Bandalars. Hysterocitor.